This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you. It's a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Good afternoon to you. Jason Kong here alongside Mary Lucas with Transitions Life Care. Mary, how are you doing today? Doing well. Just keep on hanging in. Got all the dogs. I have four dogs right now. I'm fostering two. <laughs> so how long does the, the fostering usually last? A week or two? I mean, A what, couple weeks, couple but weeks? I have one right now who is um, on hospice and it will stay with me until she passes. And so um, I've been, she's so sweet and loving and um, full of energy right now still. So we're enjoying our time and we're bucket listing, which is, uh, maybe I'll keep that train going on the show. I'll, I'll tell you about our bucket list experiences. I have so many questions, <laughs> but we have a really great topic that we need to get to. So I may have to save those for later or for another time. Definitely. But uh, I'm always just blown away by what you do with <laughs> fostering those dogs. I don't. I, I couldn't do it. I would keep them all. But let's get into our first topic for today, and we're going to be talking about something really, really cool, and that we're excited to bring up. And this has to do with the Wake County Libraries and uh, some memory kits, which is really cool. So we're going to have a discussion with Dana Shields. She is the Adult Services Manager at Wake County Public Libraries. Dana, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Dana, I'm so excited about this new program at Wake County Public Libraries. Can you tell us a little bit, what is the Memory Care Kit program? So we... The, the elderly population in Wake County is growing faster than the rest of the population. And while we had programs and services for the elderly, we didn't have anything that specifically spoke to people with memory care issues. Um, so one of our librarians actually found by accident another library that had something called memory care kits. So we started looking into it and found that these are great ideas um, for something to give the caregiver and the person with memory loss, you know, something for meaningful interaction. Mm -hmm. It's not provided to have something to finish or have an end product. It's just to give them something to do together. That's amazing. I feel, you know, we talk to a lot of people on the show or um, out in the community who are caregivers or are maybe dealing with memory loss themselves. And it's one of those things, activities or completing a task sometimes can be so stressful and spending time together mm -hmm. can be so difficult because of that stress involved. So these this kid is a great idea. What is in each kid and do they include activities for the caregiver to be involved as well? Yes, so we have, ours are based on themes, um, and we have 20 different themes, and each kit provides three books specifically for the caregiver, three books for them to look at together that are more geared toward the person with memory loss, and then it has a folder with paper activities like um, we have a coloring page and conversation starters, um, you know, search of words, things like that. Um, they're all things that we talked to people in the memory care field, and they were things that they felt like anybody at any level of dementia could do. Um, so we, we are providing things that they can sit and talk about while they're looking at them. 
That is wonderful. You mentioned some of the themes and having 20 different themes. Mm-hmm. What are some of the themes of these kits? And can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we have like the 40s and 50s, art, baseball, classic cars, farming, gardening, North Carolina, outdoors, science. Um, So basically what we did in our research was looked at the timeline of people that would be in this age group and what was of interest when they were growing up, Um, like when they would be in their probably 20s, 30s, and what would be important to them from that time. Because as you go on with dementia or Alzheimer's, those are the memories that you, you keep. So we wanted to provide them with activities that would spark those memories and they would be able to go back and talk about those things with their caregiver. For instance, in our baseball kit, it has a wonderful, beautiful book with lots of pictures of famous baseball players from like the 40s and 50s and 60s. So like you could go in and talk about Pete Rose or Babe Ruth and get them talking about things they experienced when they were young. Oh, that's wonderful. My grandmother had Alzheimer's and she was an English teacher and mm-hmm. her whole life and at closer to the end of her life, she really was going back to old books she read as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And it was great to be able to sit with her and talk about those books. And she really, you could tell it really stimulated her senses and created a special moment in, in her life reliving part of that and being able to have something that was a little bit less stressful to talk about and um, it 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 didn't create the anxiety of um, of what someone with dementia or, or cognitive decline is um, dealing with. So those are wonderful topics. How do you reserve a kid and how long can you check them out for? You know, sometimes caregivers have bad days or um, yeah. the loved one. So it's, it's super easy. You can go on our website and um, there's an at your service tab and then there's a memory care kits tile takes you straight to the website. You just click on it, reserve a kit like you would. Um, We also have book club kits, so it's the same software. Mm -hmm. It's for six weeks, so it gives you that time you need. Great. Um, And then it also, you can reserve reserve multiple kits. You know, whatever you need will work with the caregiver on. Wow. This is a really great example of how... Uh, you all are really working hard to serve all the members of our community and really appreciate that. So what's next for the Memory Care Kit program and Wake County Public Libraries? What Are, are there plans for future and expanding this program out any? Yes. So we it has been so popular from the beginning that um, we are meeting again in August to go over the statistics of you know, what are the more popular themes and that kind of thing. And if we should add different themes and we're going to, so we started with 50 kits and we're going to increase another hundred. Wow. That is a lot. Do you, are you guys having the demand for it now? Have you seen it start to kick off a little bit? Oh yes. So we have, um, as of, I think it was two weeks ago, we had 50 reservations already. Wow. Um, yeah, it's gotten a lot of traction in the media, thank goodness, and our our partners in the Alzheimer's community have really helped us get the word out. And is this available at all the locations? Uh, again, how, uh, yeah. you mentioned the website, but uh, can we just visit any of our local libraries in Wake County? 
Yes. Yeah, so our the kits are actually held at our administration building, but you could go into any library and the staff could help you do a reservation. Um, you have to give us like a week's notice so that we have time to get the kit to a library, but any library can get it for you. Wonderful. That's great to know. And again, we, they just go online to the uh, Wake County Public Library's website and at the top, click the At Your Service button. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. And they'll, they'll, they'll see a memory care kits tile and they can go from there. Excellent. Well, Dana, thank you so much for coming on and for sharing this wonderful news with us. This is a great resource for everyone available in Wake County. Again, Dana Shields, she is the Adult Services Manager with Wake County Public Libraries. Dana, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. And you can just Google Wake County Public Libraries and remember, hit that at your service button. It's uh, kind of in the middle of the top section of the page there. And there you can find the memory care kits section. That'll be on the right side of the page. Or if you forget, don't forget, you can go to WPTF.com, click on the podcast button, find Aging Matters, and you can re-listen to this episode or share it with someone who may find these memory care kits valuable to them. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with your hosts, Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Don't forget, you can go to transitionslifecare.org. Plenty of resources available to you there. Also, contact information if you need to get a hold of Transitions Life Care. Transitionslifecare.org is the place to go. I'm Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas. And Mary, often on this show, we talk about some hard stuff, whether mm -hmm. it's uh, making some tough decisions. Uh, but now we're going to focus on a, a conversation that's always tough. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with uh, elderly, the elderly and driving and when it's time to stop driving. And we're going to have a conversation with a, an old friend on the show. And that's Carla, pa I should say a friend of long standing. I don't want to uh, offend anyone here. Carla Payne. <laughs> she is a certified care manager and owner of Aging Care Matters. Carla, welcome back to the show. Great to be back. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jason. Hello. Um, this is something that comes up so often. I actually had a conversation recently with a good friend of mine who went through this and unfortunately ended up in a kind of forced situation where they were at a doctor's appointment with the their loved one who they're t helping take care of and has very early onset dementia. But the doctor mm -hmm. noticed that, that there was a cognitive decline and basically stripped the license away right then and there. And yeah. it, it made it so it wasn't a conversation with her, but you can imagine Carla, Jason, it, like, it didn't go well <laughs> with oh, uh, the person who lost their license. It did not go well. It, it, that's your freedom. It's your independence. It is taking away your independence is what it feels like. Um, mm -hmm. So this is a common topic that comes up in our field and want to spend some time talking to you about it and your experiences, you know, 
arthritis, hearing, slower reflexes. These are all things that worsen as we age, along with cognitive decline and, and memory. And they're all things that can impact driving. So Carla, talk to us a little bit. What are some key warning signs that both drivers and caregivers or loved ones should look out for to make sure that you're still safely driving? Absolutely. Well, first thing, um, I would say defensive driving for all of us, because if you think about it, think about right now, we have more folks on the road. We have folks that are texting. They're distracted. They're stressed. We have new drivers, and I can speak for myself because I have two new drivers and talk about fear and terror. Um, And then we have our our aging population and all those things you just mentioned that are physical changes that happen that are normal. All of us are going to experience at some point some changes in our, uh, well, eyesight. I have to have now glasses for distance and I have to have readers. So things naturally happen that do impact. And and I found myself in my 50s, I don't like to night drive because of the, the glare. And so there are things to take into consideration as a driver to be aware of all of those around you and that all of those circumstances are going on um, and you don't know what's happening in the next car. At the same same time for yourself, you may have a loved one, a parent or a spouse or a loved one that you are starting to see, maybe they've been in a car accident or two or three or four. Maybe you've seen some close calls or they've gotten a ticket violation more recently that starts to happen. that they haven't had before. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they driving too slow or too fast? Uh, are people honking at them? Uh, those type of things are are very much a sign. It's time to really look at what is what is going on for the safety of our loved one when they're on the road. Mm-hmm. Are they getting lost even on roads that they know? I can tell y'all stories of silver alerts that we have personally been involved in uh, that the families call us in crisis after their loved one went out to go to the store and ended up in another state. Oh my gosh. That's terrifying. But if you think about also real quick, if you think about when they started driving, because I know for myself, I was practicing at 14. I could not wait to get my license and that freedom it gave me. And then think about fast forward 50, 60 you know, years later. And now someone's telling you, you can't drive anymore. Mm. What that takes away from your level of independence. It's devastating. It definitely is. It definitely is. I, I remember the conversation with my grandfather, and he knew. I mean, and we all knew. Um, but it was just one of those things. You you look at his car, and there's a few more dings on it, and you know, yeah. you're just you're wondering, oh, what's going on here? Like maybe uh, maybe we need to think about this. So, um, you know, I think it's a very important topic for us, and um, I there there's a lot involved in it and a a lot of feelings. What are some, you know, dementia is something we talk about a lot on the show. What are some Mm -hmm. um, things and signs for dementia? When is it time to start thinking about for someone that has dementia that it it might be time to stop driving? Right. And I think a lot of times um, you may have folks that are showing signs of cognitive changes and there's not a diagnosis. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I know that in many cases, uh, the person may say, I- I'm fine. Nobody has said anything is wrong with me. You're saying this to their adult children. They're saying, you're telling me that I'm not a good driver. You're, it's your opinion, not, not, nothing's wrong with me. So it's important to have a medical exam. It's important to go with the person to their primary care physician and, and ask the primary care physician ahead of time, not there on the spot, not while you're sitting next to your loved one, but ahead of time to say, please, could you do a cognitive evaluation? Could you give us a prescription, give us a script 
you have um, an evaluation of driving, that it's more of a standard thing when you reach a certain age. Make it from the doctor's perspective. And physical therapists, excuse me, occupational therapists will provide a driving um, test. Mm. And that way um, it's taken away from the family member pushing it. It's coming from the medical side. So I always encourage folks to go with their loved one to the doctor's appointment, but ahead of time ask for those type of things to be brought up and evaluated um, during that exam. And then have a plan. Have a plan in place to give them added support because there is going to be more of a burden, I hate to use that mm-hmm. word, but it is, on the, the loved ones to to provide the transportation now, to pick up all those pieces that, that the individual was doing on their own. They're going to have to be responsible for helping to the doctor's appointments, to the grocery store, mm-hmm. to get their hair done, those type of things. So already go ahead and get a plan in place of how can we fill that void so that our loved one is not housebound and isolated. Mm-hmm. For those who are still driving and listening to the show, you know, it's hard to notice these things in yourself um, and also to, to kind of swallow that um, and um, mm-hmm. really think about what's next. How do I keep my independence? What are some ways um, right. some resources or things that you can do to fill that gap of, um, right. you know, keeping your independence, but not having transportation. What are some of the resources that you work with, um, some of your, mm-hmm. your clients on, um, to help fill that gap? So again, it is so hard for you, for, for a person to look at their own situation. I mean, we're all in denial. I mean, I'll be, I'll be the first to admit it. I, and for my own mother who is 85 and She's still driving, and there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to think about mm-hmm. having that. Dis- and I'm in this field. This is what I do every day, and it's still that process of like, no, don't let that be. But really addressing, are there things that are happening? And if you're seeing those signs of those little accidents, of things that are happening that are unsafe, to fill some of those gaps through friends, family members, neighbors, if you're involved in a church community, just starting to have those type of um, list of folks that can help out. Uh, I encourage folks to also look at opening up the door for companion care. That's not hands-on care. You're not bringing uh, an aide in to help you bathe at this point, but it's a companion. It's a person who can help give you that transportation that you need and the socialization and the friendship um, and that is private pay, and they're wonderful, wonderful companies and agencies that you can get a full listing through the resources for seniors, mm-hmm. or you can contact a, a professional care manager like myself, and we can go through all the ideas and options that are paid and also um, free services. There are several volunteer organizations that um, have developed because of the need and trying to tap into volunteers to help someone get to the grocery store or to a doctor's appointment. Um, I also encourage folks to look at our public transportation. Oh my gosh, we have such mm-hmm. a great public transportation system. Go Triangle, go Raleigh. And anyone over 60, uh, it's over 65, it's free. Mm. In fact, right now, it's free for everyone. Go Raleigh.org. It's free for everyone until June of 2023. Wow. So jump on the bus and and enjoy that. Um, And so there are those options out there. You just, you don't know what you don't know. And so by listening to your program and contacting transitions or contacting a care manager, it can just open up a whole world of things that folks don't know are out there to help them stay independent, get where they need to get, 
and have fun doing it. That it's not, you know, that you're, think about also how expensive it is to have, to have a car. As I say with my two that just are now driving and I have to deal with insurance and car and mm. maintenance, it's expensive. Take that away and think about all the added money that a person can have and use for other fun things. So it's not necessarily the end of a chapter, but it could be a new beginning in, in having more resources to spend money on things you want to do. Yeah, I don't envy your financial situation with two two young drivers on the auto insurance, Carla. You feel my pain. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's not uh, enviable in any way. Well, we're having a conversation with Carla Payne. She's a certified care manager and owner of Aging Care Matters, and we're going to discuss more on the uh, tough topic of when it's time to stop driving. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one with Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. If you have questions for the show, you can email agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you. It's a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas, our guest on the line, is Carla Payne, and Carla is a certified care manager and owner of Aging Care Matters. And we're talking about the elderly and driving, and Mary, we were just discussing some warning signs of when it's it's probably time to stop driving and uh, how to integrate our uh, physicians, primary care physicians, into this discussion, mm-hmm. and you know, once we do that, it's easy, right? You know, we have a conversation, just say, mom, dad, it's time to stop driving. And they're like, okay, cool. No big deal. Right. It's <laughs> over. Uh, thanks. Thanks for caring. That, that's it, right? That's Yeah, that's, that's how easy. Yep. That's how it went with your grandfather, right? Yep. Totally went that way. And all right, let's close out the show. No, no, no. <laughs> Didn't work that way. And um, it was it was a very long time and a lot of conversations. Um, but I think that it's a com- – I think these conversations are are – very difficult and can be, um, you know, they can be, it's just hard. And for the, the person that I was speaking about earlier, you know, it was kind of a forced conversation because they weren't able to have it before um, and plan for that. So it, I think in those forced conversations make it even more uncomfortable or more difficult for the person who is losing their license or that is stopping driving. And it makes those those emergency situations are much harder. But Carla, let's talk a little bit about having the talk about driving. Talking about talking with an older person about their driving is very difficult. Are there some things that can help with these conversations to make them just a little bit easier on the caregiver? Oh, I wish I had like a magic, a magic <laughs> right? wand. Because this is so hard. And there's a couple of thoughts that I want to share. Okay, so um, one is to acknowledge that this is very difficult. And to acknowledge that there's family dynamics, there's family history, there are there are many adult children who may have had a difficult upbringing with their parent, and now they're in a role that they're having to take care of their parents, and so you have a lot of there's a lot of baggage with it, mm-hmm. and so it might be uh, common to 
be frustrated and angry. And of course, if you're a person who's experiencing some cognitive changes, some form of dementia, makes it all the much harder to process what's being said. But boy, do you feel the emotion. Mm -hmm. The person who has dementia can feel the angst, the, the anger, the frustration. So deep breaths, be prepared. Um, don't bring it up during a family Thanksgiving meal. Um, this is something to bring up in a very non-confrontational way and really focusing on the understanding that this is hard and upsetting and that we'll work together to find a solution. We'll work together. We're going to focus on your safety and the safety of others because bottom line is if there's an accident, that can devastate a family financially with the insurance and there could be um, a legal lawsuits involved. So it really is a matter of, of protecting the person and their future as, as, as others as well. So avoiding those confrontational uh, phrases like using I messages, like I'm so fed up with your driving and how you keep having these accidents. <laughs> Instead, it, you know, I'm really concerned about your safety when you're driving. It's, it's like, it's, it's not, you're not saying you're not safe to drive. You're mm-hmm. saying I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I worry about you and I love you. I also find that working through a doctor, but I don't like what happened with your dad, with your granddad. That mm-hmm. is not okay. Mm-hmm. But having some conversations ahead of time, if you have a good rapport with that doctor, to bring up the conversation during a during a um, a, a meeting, a, mm-hmm. a visit with the doctor. Also, utilizing I'm going to put a plug in for a care manager. I feel that a professional care manager can help bring up these conversations that are so difficult in a non-threatening, objective way. Oftentimes I've been called, it's true, the granny whisperer, because <laughs> I have families that are like, you'll never get through to my grandmother. No way, no how. And then when I actually have that opportunity and have that conversation, many times folks are amazed because it's, it's coming from someone who cares and who's objective and is not related, not related at all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say one more thing that I hesitate to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's okay if the person has dementia and there's a lot of struggle to maybe unhook the battery, maybe unhook the, take out the battery for the, the fob, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. That there's something wrong with the car to keep it parked. Mm-hmm. And then perhaps you then have it taken to the shop to be checked on, but you're, you know, you're taking it somewhere that it's safely kept. Mm-hmm. And then it's a matter of it's still in the shop, it's still in the shop. It really needs to come down to safety if that person is advanced to the point where, and they're fighting you on this. I have one client who um, the, the spouse did this and she called the tow truck. She called the tow truck to get it fixed. So she was capable of going through those steps. Um, so I always encourage folks like you take care of getting the car to the shop mm-hmm. and then have it, have it stay there, but not at a shop, but at a, you know, a safe place. That's a great idea. Sometimes has to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in a lot of this, too, it's, you know, the more that we talk about it and the the things that you're saying, it's all, you know, it's not relating to their age or their, the dementia or whatever the ailment is. It's, uh, it's your skills. It's you're you're not driving safely anymore. And it, wait, I should correct that. Um, I'm worried about your driving safety. Oh, um, very perfect. <laughs> a plus. 
Yes, yes. I and but I hear that it's not blaming it on the them them or their condition. It's focusing on their skills and their safety, mm-hmm. um, and how it how you feel about it, and using the I statements and focusing on that safety. Um, and also, you, you brought up some great points about. Um, what is what is the goal and for maintaining independence? What are the things you enjoy, and yeah. how can we do that while staying safe? You know, exactly, exactly. In fact, going um, with a companion, running some of those errands is so much more fun than having to go alone. And and that way, you can actually go. If you're going to go run your errands, you can also then have lunch and enjoy that time. And so many companion care. Um, relationships have developed truly into long-term relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the end, again, as we go back to, it's not the end of, uh, of something. It's opening up the door to many other op- opportunities. That's a great point. Uh, when my grandmother had dementia and after she lost her license, um, it it actually gave us an opportunity to pick her up and enjoy a day with her and take her out. And we would get our nails done and go eat at our favorite Mexican restaurant down the street. Um, And those moments were, that's time that we will never have back. And it was really special to be able to spend that with her and be able to help her get to her appointments, but also at the same time, add in some fun stuff around it and, and enjoy that time together. So it's, that's a, just reframing it as an opportunity. Um, Yeah, that's great. And, and you can split that schedule up so you can have one family member doing something every Monday. Mm-hmm. It's their special day. Mm-hmm. And then someone else on Tuesdays. And so it's, it's finding solutions and not um, and not dwelling on the, the challenges of having to have that difficult conversation. So it's it can become a very beautiful new chapter in their lives. Definitely. I agree with you completely. Carla, you, you've mentioned um, the role of a care manager or companions. Or Can you talk to us a little bit about your role and the services that sure. you provide and, and what exactly is a care manager and, and what are the things they can help with? Okay, so um, I like to describe it as um, I, I love analogies. And so um, today I'll describe it as a care manager is, is the master of the puzzle because if you think about it, so much of our medical field, our resources, our services are compartmentalized. You have a specialist who's a cardiologist, or you have a home care agency, or a physical therapist. Um, all of those pieces are individual pieces of the puzzle, and they focus on what they specialize in. A professional care manager looks at the whole puzzle and makes sure that all the pieces go together, and that some of those pieces that are missing are brought into to make it a, a full picture. So there's that's kind of my my quick and dirty analogy. Um, But you want to make sure you have someone who's a professional care manager, and I highly recommend that you find someone through the Aging Life Care Association, Mm. Aging Life Care Association, um, which is an association of professional care managers. It takes a lot to get into the association, and it takes a lot to get the certification. And then once you have it, you have to maintain and continue your continued education. So if you find someone through ALCA, Aging Life Care Association, you'll know that that person is qualified and does not accept referral fees, zero. We never accept referral fees or kickbacks. We are paid by the adult children or the spouses or the, or the, uh, the, the individual themselves for our expertise and for our guidance and advocacy. And with that, then we help folks match what they need, which might be a companion care. And I love uh, so many wonderful agencies. There's, there's so many out there that are um, private pay, and i got to tell you, it is getting more expensive. When I um, started uh, 
several years ago, it was like $20, $22 an hour. Now the average rate for a caregiver is 28 to 32 in this region. Wow. 28 to $32 an hour with a minimum of four to six hours and oftentimes multiple days. It gets very expensive. And so, uh, again, a care manager can help you know which agencies would be the best match. And oftentimes we can negotiate because we're not getting any type of referral fees. So we like to negotiate and, and help our families get the best they can. They're wonderful volunteer organizations that uh, are uh, providing services for seniors, oftentimes connected with churches. And I, I'd love to tap into every way that we can get those uh, volunteers involved as well. And don't forget the senior centers. The senior centers are wonderful, but they are not set up for dementia. You would need to be with your loved one at a senior center and, 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 and be their companion or have a companion with them. There are adult day programs that are wonderful for those who have dementia to go and have uh, a day with socialization, activities, events, and the caregiver can get arrested. Um, but that, that's kind of like a, a Rolodex of what a care manager can do to tap into all of those different services that are out there and put the puzzle together. It's a good resource that <clears throat> a lot of people would benefit from. Uh, Carla, if folks want to get a hold of you and Aging Care Matters, what's the best way to do that? Give us a call, 919-525-6464, or you can uh, go to our website, agingcarematters.com, or you can email me, Carla, C-A-R-L-A, at agingcarematters.com. Agingcarematters.com or 919-525-6464. She is Carla Payne, Certified Care Manager and Owner of Aging Care Matters. Carla we always appreciate you coming on the show. You always provide such a wealth of knowledge for us and, and the listeners. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's my honor. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. I'm Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And we're winding down the show here, Mary, but you've, you've got a new caregiver in your life. I do. I have a very interesting new caregiver, a sudden caregiver. Um, we've talked about sudden caregivers on the show before. We um, have. <laughs> so my newest caregiver, and I talk about my dogs a lot, um, is my dog. It's just, uh, it has been a very wild um, few days. I'm, I'm taking care of a hospice dog. Um, I have a hospice foster right now. Tilly is her name. Um, Tilly is a low riding, slightly overweight, um, little hot dog. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and she runs for food. If I'm in the kitchen, she follows me. Um, she is very food motivated. 
Um, but Tilly has um, pretty aggressive uh, mammary tumors and uh, breast cancer and the importance of spaying and neutering your dogs. Um, who's that guy who always Bob said, Barker. Thank you. The price is right. <laughs> yeah. Please spay and neuter your dogs. Um, Tilly was picked up from a shelter back in February and um, is uh, we quickly found out that she um, has cancer and it, the prognosis isn't looking great. So we've switched her to hospice and um, she'll be with me now until she passes. Um, and so the the crazy thing is in the last Tilly's been with me for a bit now and just in the last few days my oldest dog Vespa who's 12 and in really good health and um, typically is like a cat she she stays her distance and plays with her toys and doesn't really bother anybody um, but all of a sudden she's latched on to Tilly I mean will not leave her alone um, she's bathing Tilly she is <laughs> kissing Tilly. She stands next to Tilly while Tilly's sleeping. She stares at Tilly. Um, if Tilly walks or moves or does anything, Vespa jumps up and like is standing right over top of her. And the other night when it started happening, I, I seriously wondered, is something wrong? Like dogs have some weird sense of what's going on in this world that's like it has just been a very bizarre few days. Um, but Vespa, like, brings her her favorite toy, Mr. Cow. Vespa brings Mr. Cow to nobody. <laughs> Mr. Cow is not allowed in anybody else's mouth but Vespa's, and Vespa puts it in Tilly's bed. Um, and it's just the sweetest thing, and it reminded me, like, we don't deserve dogs. Um, but also, you know, if people were like this, you know, and there is many. There are many caregivers out there that that are, um, but it is just really precious to watch. And you know, Vespa is very concerned about Tilly, and is always looking for her. And I log into my Furbo. I have Furbo. I'm that crazy person. Um, <laughs> I log into my Furbo from my phone and can see them uh, in the living room all day long when I'm at work or here at the studio. And um, Vespa is just sitting right next to Tilly, and it is really sweet. And but um, all that being said, I I just it's interesting to watch a new kind of caregiver and what's going on with them. It's it's been very um, touching. I will say that you're missing out on a golden Instagram or TikTok opportunity oh. with Vespa and Tilly. Pause. Oh, I've got it. Oh, never mind. Excuse <laughs> me. I jumped the gun there, apparently. Please join us uh, on Instagram. You can follow us at, wait for it, Canine Inch Nails. Oh, my gosh. This is wonderful. Canine Inch Nails. Okay. I've, you're got, you've got a new Instagram follower right Canine now. Canine Inch Nails. Uh, you can follow Vespa's caregiving journey. Um, we started posting um, her caregiving journey earlier this week, and um, we will also be posting Tilly's bucket list. Um, which breaks my heart, but I'm very excited to um, show, her, show her some things. Uh, we went to the beach this weekend, first time at the beach for her, and I'm fixing to post that today. Um, but we're going to do all the things. She also ate a Brit's donut. I don't know if anyone's been to Carolina Beach, but life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> really life-changing. Brit's donuts, check them out. Um, but Tilly ate a Brit's donut. Um, I hope the foster group isn't listening because <laughs> I probably, should, probably shouldn't be feeding her donuts. <laughs> Well, I think that's part of hospice care, right? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a palliative approach to, to care there. But that, that's such a cool story, you know. Um, you know, the, the things that we talk about on this show can be hard, and mm -hmm. even thinking and living out a caregiving situation can be hard as well. But it's just it's cool to see uh, 
what's going on inside your home with with your pets. I mean, it's it's just a cool situation. Yeah, definitely. Tune in Instagram K nine inch nails spelled out no nine not not the number nine but K nine inch na- or tails K nine inch tails. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, join us there. Also, I wanted to to mention if any of the listeners out there have any ideas of topics or questions or just want to talk um, or anyone wants to be on the show, uh, we have an email. You can reach out to us, agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org, agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org. We would love to hear from you and get feedback um, on any topics that you want us to touch on. Um, we we want to help you all and find the resources that you need. So please feel free to reach out to us, agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org. Yeah, we want to be interactive and, you know, we try and do our best to uh, appeal to those who are in a caregiving situation and the resources that they might find helpful. But maybe there's something that we haven't touched on that uh, you would find helpful, or maybe there's an experience that you've had that you think you would really like to share with the listening audience and they'd find that helpful as well. So yeah, please reach out aging matters at transitionslifecare.org aging matters at transitionslifecare.org. And don't forget if you uh, missed any part of this episode or want to go back and check out past episodes that we've done, if you think you'd find them helpful, head on over to WPTF.com from there, click on the podcast button and you can find the aging matters section and view the full archive of shows. We'll have this show up right after uh, we get off here in just a few minutes. But uh, yeah, you can also view past episodes as well. You know, Carla Payne has been on the show a number mm-hmm. of times. If you found her segment helpful, you can go back and check those out. And uh, yeah, hopefully we get some some emails from the listeners. That'd be fun to check out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And uh, check out the Instagram as well. That's something that <laughs> we can all look forward to. And hey, don't forget, go to transitionslifecare.org plenty of resources available to you there if you are in a caregiving situation or uh, see one on the horizon that's a wonderful resource for you transitionslifecare.org that's also where you can go if uh, maybe you're looking for a career change there's plenty of opportunities and openings there and they have a a wonderful benefit schedule (laughs) for folks who work there lots of pto uh, I believe six weeks paid time off for mm-hmm. Transitions Life Care employees. So uh, if you're a nurse or someone looking for a change in career, head on over to transitionslifecare.org. Click on the careers button at the top of the page. Well, that will do it for us today. We're just about out of time. I want to thank our wonderful guests today, Dana Shields with the Wake County Public Library System and discussion of the memory care kits, as well as Carla Payne, who is a certified care manager and owner of Aging Care Matters. She discussed the tough topic of the elderly and driving and when it's time to stop and how to have those conversations. So again, if you missed that, head on over to WPTF.com and click on the podcast button at the top of the page. On behalf of Mary Lucas, I'm Jason Kong, thanking you so much for listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk traffic. Have a wonderful weekend. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. For more information, log on to transitionslifecare.org.